and away we go. Okay. We're up to Amr of Yaisi, the top of Hafal from Ralph. Amr of Yaisi, Rabbi Hanina. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Hanina has a further thought about this machlekes, this dispute between the Lezner and Bishua. We've been talking about the Lezner and Bishua addressed the question of the barrel of Truma wine, which breaks and flows down into the, um, into the or is at risk of flowing down into the Tame Chulin wine that is below. Again, each of those two distinct wines would be fine as long as they don't mingle. The moment they mingle is when trouble will start. So this whole the question of whether you can go ahead and use tame vessels to catch the wine, thus being with tame biadaim, you are now actively making a tame, right? But you're doing it for a good purpose because you're saving the wine below. So Bishua permits it. So this whole says, no way, you got to just let it happen. But God forbid you be the one to deliberately make stuff tame. That's only the case if the wine's not going to, if the wine is flowing into less than 100 saw of chuluntamein, right? Let's say it's a saw of wine. It's going to flow into less than 100 saw of chuluntamein. If it falls into a mixture of one and a hundred, right? And other, other things, it's one in 60. For truma, it's one in a hundred. Right? You should just let it flow. Just let the wine pour down. Because simple, right? It's a no-brainer. It's better than making, it's certainly better to make a tummy than to make a tummy yourself uh, because uh, you're just letting it happen and it's okay. It's going to become batal, right? It's going to become batal just like batal bashishim. So when it comes to truma, it's batal bameya and it's no big deal at all. Tanya nami hachi. We learned the Bryce that says this way as well. Chavish nispro begas yaina, a barrel which broke in the upper wine press, right? It's truma wine. It broke in there. And there is a hundred times that amount, that is, right? A hundred times of what, what that's in the barrel in the lower um, uh, 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 part of the wine press. There's 100 times the amount of the barrel that's breaking, um, which is tame and chulin. Now, pay attention to this language. Rabbi Eliezer concedes to Rabbi Yeshua that if you can save a revius, a, uh, a quarter lug amount, even as little as a quarter lug amount with a kli, with a vessel, which is tar, of course you should do that. And if not, you should let it flow down and let it become tummy, because again, what's going to happen is going to come batil anyway, so it's okay. So the Gemara says, hold on just a minute. You're saying Rabbi Eliezer admits the Rabbi Yeshua is right, but really the reverse is the correct formulation. Because it's Rabbi Yeshua who's generally makeil, but he then right and allows you to go and use tummy vessels to catch the flowing wine. It's over here that he's agreeing that it's appropriate to be machmir because it's going to become bottle anyway. So you should say Rabbi Yeshua agrees to Rabbi Eliezer. So Amir Rava, Rava says, you're absolutely right. Epoch, you should say it's Rabbi Yeshua agreeing to Rabbi Elias. Rav Hunabrei, Rabbi Yeshua, Amir Rav Hunabrei, Rabbi Yeshua, it's a different approach. Don't reverse it. So Rashi gives us a little, there's a little missing information in the Gemara, and Rashi fills it. Rashi explains that the Moida, the Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer agreeing to Rabbi Yeshua is actually not referring to the first step. Um, or rather, it's not referring to the most recently um, 
spoken line. It's referring to something else. The most recently spoken line is addressing the halacha that we just talked about, where there's a hundred, uh, where there's enough to make the falling truma bata. But what we're talking about here is something else. What we're talking about here is actually the reisha, an earlier uh, slice, an earlier piece of the brisa of the Mishnah, where uh, the brisa, rather, excuse me, we're talking about a case where um, you're trying to catch the wine in your one tahar container. You have a jar, which is tahar, and you're trying to catch the wine in that tahar container. So what happens if it's toichei tahar v'gabei tamei? Its inside is tahar, but its outside is tamei. Sometimes the outer, under certain rabbinic tomas, right, essentially the outer part of a kli, the outer part of a vessel, the exterior of the cup, right? You have, this is the container, so the inside, where the oil is, is fine, but Outside somehow became Tamil. So you might think, maybe Rabbi Eliezer, who's generally Machmir, would be Machmir here too. He would say, I only permit you to catch the Truma in a vessel that's totally, totally pure. But if the outer part of the vessel is impure, then there's a risk. You may come to make the Truma Tamil. Says the Gemara, Kamash Malan, Rabbi Eliezer agrees. He's Moides. Therefore, it's appropriate there. Eliezer is Moides. Okay. Adrin, Allah, Arlar, Ba, Aser. We have emerged from the thicket of Taharois related sugyas at the end of Arlar, Ba, Aser. And now we can get back to our feature presentation um, matters of Pesach and Psachim. And of course, all types of related subjects. But the main thing is that we have survived the somewhat challenging Taharois period. Of the Masechet. Okay, a new parak, a new Mishnah. Parak is Kol Shah. Kol Shah for the entire time that it's permitted to eat. What? Chametz. You're allowed to feed it to domesticated animals and wild animals and birds. Right? You can sell it to a non-Jew. And it's permitted to derive benefit from However, overs manoi, let's say the time, the correct time passes, right? Once the time for chametz uh, passes, you cannot use it to uh, even, uh, right? You're not allowed to derive any more hana, any more benefit from it. And you can't even use it to stoke your uh, your oven. You can't use it as kindling. Rabbi Huda says, seemingly unrelated statement, Right, the only uh, acceptable way to get rid of chametz is via burning. So you can also crumble it um, and uh, throw it into the wind, or put it into, or throw into the sea. Okay. All right. Says the Gemara, Kol The Mishnah said, Kol Machil. As long as you're allowed to eat, you may feed it to your animals. The implication is that as soon as it's no longer permitted to eat it, you may no longer feed it to your animal. Seeing the Mishnah is not in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. During the fifth hour, Rabbi Yehuda holds you're not allowed to eat, but you are allowed to feed chametz to your animals. So we see that there is a time during which you're not allowed to eat, and yet you can still feed to your animals. Right? So quite clearly. Um, Quite clearly, 
the Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yehuda, it's not, as we learned in the Mishnah earlier, Rabbi Meir Oimer, Oichlin Kol Shameh, Chameh, Vesor from Tchil right, you can eat Chameh throughout the fifth hour, Vesor from Tchil but at the beginning of the sixth hour, you got to burn it. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Oichlin Kol Arba, right, you can eat it, you can eat Chameh throughout the fourth hour, but during the fifth hour, the Chameh is in limbo, it's suspended, you can neither eat it, and nor is it time to burn it yet, and finally, Vesor from Tchil at the beginning of the sixth hour, you're supposed to burn it. So you see, uh, our Mishnah must not, must not be like Rabbi Yehuda. Says the Marvel, my Rabbi Meir. Okay, so it must be your Meir. Kosha shemuter lechol machil kosha sheoichel machil mboile. Why the extra words? Ask the Gemara. Right? Why the extra words? Kosha shemuter lechol machil. The entire time that it is permissible to eat, you may feed. Right? So we really should have just said kosha sheoichel machil. Right? As long as you can eat, you can feed. Right? It seems a little extraneous, a little extra. So says the Gemara, like this. Right, so, and, and I think it's worth noting, Rashi, Rashi points out, but what, what exactly is the objection? It sounds like it's a little hard to pin down what, grammatically speaking, the, the Gemara's objection is. It seems like the Gemara, Rashi says that apparently the Gemara um, uh, un, understands that by saying kol muter lechel, the implication is that there's two people. In other words, there's, there, are, there, is a, there are two subjects. One person is mutter lecho, so this other fellow can be machil. I'm not sure if it's per se a grammatical observation or like kind of a way that people would talk kind of thing, but that's what the Gemara thinks. So the first attempt the Gemara makes to resolve, this is Amar Abarula, Mastis and Gamlili. Our mission is actually neither a Bimeir nor review. It's actually a Gamlili. The time Gamlili, I'm a Chulun Echol and Kol Arba. Right, that was we had the sheet of before he holds that you can eat chulin throughout the fourth hour, but then you got to stop during the fifth hour. If you're a kohen, you can eat truma because we don't want truma to go to waste, right? Truma of chametz and from But by the time the beginning of the sixth hour comes around, of course you gotta um, you gotta burn everything you have. Right, there is indeed right. There's a there are two subjects. As long as the koyin is permitted to eat truma, Yisrael a Yisrael, a non-koyin, can feed his chulin um, to behemachayanoifes to domesticated animals, wild animals, and or birds. Says the Gemara, is there some reason I would think there's a difference between a uh, domesticated animal and a non-domesticated animal for this purpose? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you. The eat on a behema, the Meshaira Chazila. I had we mentioned only behemas, I'm right, only domesticated animals. I might think, right, a domesticated animal is my friend that lives in my backyard. If it doesn't finish its dinner, if it doesn't eat all the chametz, it's not the end of the world. It's not the worst thing you can imagine, right? There could be worse things. Avochaya, right, a wild animal, the Meshaira law, Kamatsanala. Right. Let's say it doesn't finish its dinner. What's it going to do with the un, with the chametz? It's going to hide it somewhere. I might not find it. So I'm alive. I might say we should be concerned. And vice versa. Had we only mentioned wild animals, says the Gemara. Rashi explains right, there's a little plus side, right? Because if it hides it and hides it very well, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about chametz that's hidden, right? Good and well. I'll, I'll, if I'll never see it, if I'll never get access to it, if it's deep, deep in a mouse hole somewhere, what's that my fault, right? I'm not, I'm not going to be either. 
But even, even if, I mean, you, you've given it to a wild animal. I mean, isn't that like declaring it Hefker? And you, why, even if you saw it, it wouldn't really be yours. You've, it's, you've given it to a wild animal. Why, why is it your concern? Well, because if it's found in my Rishos, so, so the Taisus actually, I think, is in a way responding to your concern, right? Because um, the issue is that you make, there's, there are two issues. One is the question of Bayra Bayamatse, um, which perhaps could be resolved in theory by saying, look, I'm truly, truly mafkir. This essentially, I'm a vatal and I want nothing to do with it. Here, weasel, eat this. Um, but then there's a second issue, which is you might come to eat it, Taisus points out. So, you know, that's, all, that's always a concern as well. Um, I, it's funny. I, I wonder if, according to Rashi, your kasha might still stand because Rashi doesn't seem to be very interested in the angle of you might come to eat it. Uh, that probably has ties into the original machlekes of Rashi and Taisus, but way back on Daf Bay's about really this exact subject. It's a good point. Um, yeah, for sure, according to Taisus, we have a way out. All right. So, Avil Behema says the Gemara, Zimnin the Mishaira Vuloi Masika Daite, right? An animal might leave over its lunch and you're not focusing on it. And then there you have a sandwich sitting in your front yard, Mamish in your backyard in the, in the, in the, in the pig pen, in the pig pen, in the cow pen um, uh, on, uh, on Pesach. Right? So, you can be in real trouble. Okay. So, we needed both cases. Says the Gemara, okay, fine, but Ifis Lamali, you haven't convinced me on birds. Why do we have to have uh, a, a special mention of birds? So says the Gemara, I did the ton of behemoth of Chaya, ton of Nami Ifis, right? Since we taught behemoths and Chayas, we taught domesticated animals and wild animals. So well, usually once you're listing the, you know, once you're listing those two, you go on to Ifis to birds as well. Okay, moving on. What can you do with this, uh, with this, uh, right? As long as you can eat the chametz, you can sell it to a guy. Shita says the Gemara, it's an obvious, it's an, it's an obvious thing, it's a no-brainer. Gemara explains, it's coming to exclude the opinion of a particular time. You should not sell your chametz to an Jew unless you know there's a big, big chumr of Beishamah. You have to know that the guy is going to finish eating the chametz before Pesach. Wow. Can you imagine? Imagine how if you like sell, uh, you know, uh, wholesale something, some kind of, you know, anything with preservatives, and, you know, anything that keeps. If you sell cereal, you know, breakfast cereal, uh, you do have a real problem because who knows if the guys it'll take years before the guy uh, actually opens the bag, right? Especially if you're a wholesaler, heaven knows. So we'd be in real trouble if we held like Beishamai. We'd have to restructure our economy. Ellen, can you do? We should come to Pesach. Hill, I'm Rambi. Hill says, no, no. Kol As long as you can eat chametz, you can sell chametz. It's not my problem what the guy does with it subsequently. Okay. Rambi Maseir, Rambi Maseir says, Kutach bechol mine Kutach. It was a very interesting uh, thing, and Kutach is a, actually I, I once did a little research and tracked down uh, the what I find personally unpronounceable. Um, Name of of uh, of what's called kutach, right? That's a it's like a dairy product. So this dairy product contains pieces of bread, right? I actually read that they use the bread to generate fermentation, right? So in other words, you want it to speed up the fermentation so that the milk doesn't get. They would take um, actually cream, I think, or maybe yogurt. I don't remember exactly, um, and they would drop in bread, and the bread this was I guess sourdough. Uh, had small amounts of the whatever original culture was used to rise the bread, and that would help the kutach like curdle um, or rather ferment, um, because I think it's made slowly. 
And so this, uh, they, they still make some variation of this uh, in the Middle East to this day. So you can't sell it, right? He holds like Beishamai. So he says, you can't sell this product within 30 days of Pesach because it's something that you eat slowly. It's like a, a condiment and you eat it slowly. So we can't be certain that the non-Jews will have finished it completely um, if you sell it within 30 days of Pesach and there's still bread in there, right? So, okay. Um, but yeah, so that's like Beishamai. Not like Beishamai, but we see, right? That there is an opinion out there that says that... Um, uh, you can't sell it to a guy even right before Pesach. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it says the Gemara Mutter right? You're allowed to derive benefit from the Chame. So as long as you can eat it, you can derive benefit from it. Says the Gemara Pshita, it seems obvious. Right, we're actually talking about a case where you had the chametz. Yes, it was right. In other words, at first we were talking about chametz, which was um, which was during a time you were allowed to eat it. But at the time that you were allowed to eat it, you charred it, you blackened it until it's like totally burnt, it's like a piece of charcoal, right? Um, and now it's after the zman. So the question is, can I take it right and derive some kind of uh, benefit from it? Right, since it's so completely altered, right, its very molecular structure has been changed. Um, so you're allowed to derive Hana to derive benefit from it, um, even after the Zman Habir, even after the time at which you're supposed to have burnt the Chamath. Okay, after the time passes, the time at which you're supposed to have burnt your chametz, right? So you no longer, or rather, I should not say that, that even after the time you're, uh, um, uh, uh, well, I'm kind of giving away the end of the Gemara. Once the time has passed, let's put it like that. So you can't derive any more benefit from Pshita, says the Gemara, of course, right? Once it becomes also to have the chametz, let's say in the seventh hour, Right, so uh, obviously it's not Sabano. Obviously, you can't derive benefit from. Says the Gemara, Lloyd Srichel is Shais Derabanon. Right, the Chiddush is for Shais Derabanon for the uh, additional hour, the sixth hour, which is also me Derabanon. Somebody who who uh, betrothes a woman, he gives kedushin to a woman using um, wheat. From six hours and on, which is the time that when the rabbinic prohibition sets in, right? Right? If for some reason those uh, that wheat got wet and it is uh, becoming chametz, so his kedushin have no standing whatsoever, even though it's only in the sixth hour. It's only rabbinic prohibition, right? Nonetheless, that kedushin is not valid because there's a midirabbanon prohibition of hana of deriving bed. Okay, right, and that's that general rule we find in Shas that things which are which have an isra hana, things which is forbidden by benefit from, um, have no monetary value because they you can't it, get any better. So, I mean, is this a general rule, or is it because any betrothal is uh, is subject to basically rabbinic approval? No, yeah, so it's not. That's a that's a very good question, right? In other words, call Makadish. I was wondering. My my understanding, based on Rashi, is in fact no. In other words, it's not. There are two. 
that would be like a two-step thing. It would be like, technically, she's betrothed, except that the Rabbanan can say exactly like you said, everyone who gets betrothed is subject to rabbinic approval, and therefore they say no more Kedushin. I think over here, it's working more like me than Hefker, Bezdin Hefker, in the sense that the Chametz has been rendered of no monetary value by the Rabbanan, and then, by secondary process, it's therefore not worth anything. But uh, you're correct to bring that in. I just don't think we need to go there, but it's, a, it's an excellent point. I'll see if I, I do actually intend to look a little more into that. Maybe if any of the Mufarshim bring up, bring that up. All right. You're not allowed to light, uh, use it as kindling, right? You can't uh, light an oven or a stove with chametz after the time uh, for of Isser sets. Pshitas is more, it's obvious. No, it's not so obvious. Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that beer chametz has to specifically done by burning. I might have a clever idea. I have a good idea. I have to burn it anyway. So I might as well, right, kill two birds with one stone. I might as well use it to light my stove. Says the Gemara, Kamash Malan, right? That's not the case. Okay. Seems like an important question. How do we know that Chametz is Asurbanna? How do we know it's forbidden to derive benefit from Chametz? Shenemar, he explains, the Pazik says, Chametz shall not be eaten. Right? It should not have any heter achila. Right? It should not, there should be no permitted consumption whatsoever. Right? So time of the cuts of Rachman, Right? It's only because the Torah says, Right? If not for had a not had the terrorist something like uh you shouldn't eat, have Amina, I would think it's Achila Mashma. It's Mashma, right? There's a prohibition of uh Achila, but not Israhano. There's no prohibition of deriving benefit. Right? Right, so this is in a uh, in opposition to the opinion Anytime you have any prohibition of eating, um, uh, mashma, right? Both the, the, the both a, a prohibition against eating and a prohibition against deriving benefit is implied. Unless the pasuk specifies, right, that you're allowed to derive benefit in the way that it does in reference to uh, an avela, uh, an unshechted animal. Right, you're not supposed to eat any avela, any unslaughtered animal. You give it to the ger. That means like a ger toishev, right? A ger toishev who has accepted design. He accepted the seven Noahide laws. Oh, right. Or you can sell it to an actual non-Jew. A good. So we see, right, that you're permitted only to give it to a ger toishev and to sell it to a non-Jew. Now, leger mechir benayin. How do you know you can sell it to the ger? Right. Right. The pasuk says, right. This is kind of a creative reading of the pasuk for the ger who is within your gates. Tonight you should give it oy machar, which really is attached to oy machar lenachri, also or sell it to the guy. But we're borrowing it for the ger as well. The guy How do we know, right, that it goes the other way? That the guy you can give it as a gift to a guy if necessary. Right. We're now borrowing the word titanena from the other end of the pasuk. Right. Even though grammatically it's really applied to the ger. And sell it or sell it to a non-Jew. Mayor says, right, you can give it to a Ger Taisha or a total non-Jew, whether you sell it or give it as a gift. Rabbi Yehuda says, right, 
No, that's not the correct way to understand the Pasuk. The Pasuk should be understand that it's understood as written. Right? You can only give it as a gift to a ger, the ger toishev, and you can only sell it to a ger. My time in the Rabbi Yehuda, what's the reasoning of Rabbi Yehuda? So he answers, if you think that the, that the halach is like Rabbi Meir says, right? It's ungrammatical. The Pasuk should have just said, to the ger, right? Like to the ger who dwells in your gates, you should give it and he'll eat it or sell it, right? In other words, the whole Pasuk is structured wrong. Oy why do we have the insertion of the word oy, or, right? That implies that there are two options. Right, there's supposed to be a division. The goy has one halacha and the ger has another halacha. Now, Vera Mayer, excuse me just a second. Fair Meir asks why how Rameir answered this question says the Gemara Oy Lahaktimasi and the girl Mikhir the guy. The oy, the or is just pointing out that it's better to give the gift to the Gertoishov. Gertoishov is kind of our friend, he's kind of signed into the same program we are, than to sell it to a non-Jew. Virabi Yehuda, okay, well, or Yehuda counts to that, says the Gemara Halait Sarakra. That doesn't need a pasuk. Cave in the ger at the mitzvah We're supposed to look out for our friends the ger taisha, right? The goy at the mitzvah But that's not the case in, uh, when it comes to uh, someone who doesn't share our beliefs and values. So you're not. You don't have to look out for him. So lights are kra. Svar who right? That, that doesn't need a pasuk. That's something that we can know on our own. Okay. Mayer says the gemara. Okay. Now let's roll. Now now let's let's think back according to Ravavo. Right, according to Ravavo, the Amma, right, according to Ravo, according to Mayor, Damar Echagerbach, Goy Bain, Mukhir Bain, Benesina, right, whether a convert, uh, not, not a good translation, a Gertaisha, they say a resident alien, right, or a Goy Bain, Mukhir Bain, Benesina, whether you sell it or give it, it's all permitted, Midis, Chukhala, Mission, Available, no, right, the fact that. We needed a pasuk to tell us that an avela is permissible to derive benefit from. So we can establish a general rule based on this. We can say all prohibitions in the Torah are all, all things which are prohibited to eat are presumptively also prohibited to derive benefit from, unless the Torah tells us, right? Like Rav says, the, the Rav says when the Torah specifies in reference to avela, a an a unshechted, unslaughtered animal uh, carcass. That you can that you're allowed to derive benefit from, and you can sell it if you need to, or give it away. So that proves that everywhere else you can't do that. However, El Yehuda, according to Yehuda, the Amr Lidvarim kicks off, and Yehuda who says no, right? The pasuk should be read as written. Right? How does he derive? Right? How does he? Right? So maybe, in other words, uh, uh, we we uh, we don't necessarily know that this. Uh, is a kula, right, permitting specifically hana when it comes to nevela. Maybe uh, it's just kind of this interesting Zeris Akasa that says you can only sell it to a goy and you have to give it to a ger, but it's not really, doesn't really speak to the general rule of um, isuri hana, prohibitions uh, uh, in terms of deriving benefit. He gets it from the halacha of trefa. If you have an animal, it's a trefa. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to throw it to the dogs. Right? But by throwing it to the dogs, you're deriving benefit because you're feeding your dogs with it. 
Oisoy, as it happens with Chafez and Alf, Oisoy at the Mashal of the Kelv, it's specifically this uh, corpse that you, this forbidden food that you can throw to dogs, other prohibitions, other things that are prohibited to eat cannot be thrown to the dogs. Okay, break off right here.